Welcome to the show today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we have a really unique and interesting and fascinating episode for you today as a cross-posted conversation with Savan of the Savan Podcast. Savan is a CrossFit health guru and Taoist who supports legal abortion but wants to be pro-life. And this long-form dialogue originally hosted live on his Savan Podcast YouTube channel was fascinating as we witnessed Brother Savan begin to publicly become pro-life and support pro-life legislation. Uh, whether he's gone the whole way or not yet will remain to be seen, but it's an intellectually honest dialogue with someone who would have described themselves as pro-choice for basically their entire life. And we talk about the um, finer aspects of the pro-abortion position and the larger moral premises and principles that undergird the entire conversation on abortion. And I think you're going to enjoy our long-form discussion and appreciate a meeting of the minds that maybe was more common a few decades ago in this country, but which has become increasingly rare in our highly charged political climate. This uh, episode is uh, does include crass um, and explicit language, so we'll put that warning on the episode as well. Do not play this in the car with your children, but I think it's a conversation you'll appreciate and enjoy and maybe even draw some intellectual and conversational tools from as you have conversations with people in your life who support abortion, but maybe are like Savan here and care more about the truth than their own partisan commitments. Buckle up, you're in for a treat. I'm Seth Gruber, and this is Unaborted. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about, uh, this guy coming on, Seth Gruber. If you guys don't know who he is, he is a uh, a powerhouse. I don't know why uh, I'm, I'm obsessed with uh, the abortion topic and the race topic and the and the COVID topic. I don't know why I'm obsessing on him, but uh, boy, man, the 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 thought that we're killing babies is um, it's 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 no bueno. Especially uh, when 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 I was born. Hi, Seth. Good morning. Good morning. When I was born, I was born uh, pro pro choice. That was like given to me by my parents. I don't I don't even know if if I and all all society, everyone around me. I don't know if I ever even met anyone who is pro life. Ever. And then all of a sudden, I don't know. Maybe just through doing this podcast, one day I was just like, "Holy shit! Like, what a noble cause." Even like I can't think of a more noble cause than being pro-life. Like even if the pro-choice people are right or there's some like greater good to them, how could you be pro-choice and ever be upset at anyone who's pro-life? Because they're trying to examine something that would save babies from dying. And 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 whew. 
thanks for what you do, dude. Absolutely, man. Thanks for thanks for your voice. Yeah, it's um, it's something that uh, you you know, I was born in the Bay Area, um, raised to be a good, compassionate, tree hugging uh, liberal, <laughs> uh, and do and do everything right. And um, we we called racism affirmative action, and took me a while to figure that out. Um, right. And we did it under the guise of compassion and kindness. And uh, we always had compassion and kindness just going one way. Like you, like you see, there's only, there's compassion for all the people. There's no, you never hear any compassion or kindness for cops or the difficulty of what they're doing, or you never hear society. You know, it's always cops need more training. It's never like, well, maybe society needs more training and everyone needs to be taught to say, hello, officer, thank you for your service. And maybe see what that simple deed would do to have an impact on, on the movement, which I think it would be the the greatest change in I don't know if it's civil service, if I'm using the right word, but I think that would have the greatest impact of anything we could do. If every human being, every time they saw a cop, they went out of their way and said, thank you for your service. I think the impact would be mind boggling. Wow. And then there's people like you, because we never look at the other side, right? Oh, wear a mask, get an injection and let's quarantine. That's great. No one ever was like, well, what are the, what can we talk about what the impact of that is? Same with the gun thing. I'm all for abolishing guns only after, you tell me what the impact would be because I don't want to end up like Australia and Canada. <laughs> you, but no one wants right. to say that, right? It's just like, hey, right. well, kids won't die. Well, what about, you know, there's, there's, there's this lack of looking at both sides of the teeter-totter. Yep. And then well, there's someone like compassion. you who's like, so, say that again? False compassion really undergirds yes. the entire secular progressive ideology. and What's that mean, secular? I always hear you guys, the, the Jesus guy saying that. What's that mean? What's secular mean? That means I well, don't believe in I mean, God. Se- secularism, uh, uh-huh. atheism, um, mm-hmm. the belief that there is no higher power, uh, the belief that we're we're just kind of cosmic uh, sludge um, banging around in the universe. Um, there's there's no intrinsic dignity attached to the individual because there is no higher power. Okay. So this idea of the imago dei that Christians refer to in scripture, which means the image of God. Okay. Um, according to secularists, that's a joke as well. Um, you, Jesus Christ, uh, God, the father, that's really, it's just that he's just the sky God. He's just something to make you feel uh, comfortable about uh, what will happen after you die. There's no, there's no rational basis in which to ground a Christian worldview. Okay. Um, and so the real conspiracy theorists are Christians, right? So, and it, that, that, that would be sort of what secularism uh, writ large would say. So when I refer to secular progressivism or secular humanism, um, I'm referring to kind of the most deadly religion um, that world history has actually ever seen. Um, you probably know this, brother. You seem like an informed guy, and, and that's why I, I came onto your podcast because I, I checked out you. what you do. And I was like, wow, this guy, this guy's he's gotten something going here and he's saying some some stuff I like. Um, but so you probably know this, but uh, humanism took uh, more lives in the 20th century alone than all of world history before it combined. Wow. Between and, the year 1900 and 2000. More people were murdered by the state, um, and we could that kind of refers to everything, right? Any genocide that happened in any country within those 100 years. Oh, and also including unborn babies, right? More people were innocent. More innocent human beings were murdered due to the religion of 
humanism, secular humanism in the 20th century than in all of world history before it combined. So, so yes, brother, ideas have consequences and bad ideas have victims. And so what I, what I think you're trying to do, and I know what I'm trying to do is we're trying to go upstream, aren't we? We're trying to go upstream from whence these ideas originated. Um, where did they get planted in the soil of the Republic? When did these take root? When did they become popular? Where did this idea of abolish the police come from? Where did this idea of pornography in the classrooms come from? Yeah. Where did this idea of unborn humans might be humans and we're willing to admit they're humans because we all freaking know it? Oh, but right. they're not persons. And, and there's a litmus test for who's a human person and who's a human non-person. Right. Where did this idea come from that to love your neighbor, you got to get quadruple jabbed within right. – uh, and I'll stop there so your YouTube stream doesn't get pulled. Well, it's where, okay. Where, where, where every show every show gets flagged, on? by the way. Every, we yeah. haven't done a show. We, even when I do a show on sports, it gets flagged. Yeah, I have to yeah. somehow say something bad yeah, in every yeah. show. <laughs> so so that's that's what we're trying to do, right, is, is we're trying to say, wow, um, if if ever there was proof that, I, that bad ideas have consequences or victims, yeah. wouldn't it have been the last two and a half years, bro? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Horrible. And so, all I really care about is the kids, to be honest, because I have kids and um, that's yeah, same. that just kind of tipped me over the edge. Sevon disappeared and it's all about my kids. Hey, what is there? There's so many places to dig in here. What is the what is the debate where? How, how are we supposed to think about this? Like anytime someone brings up, there's like, I hear that it's a women's rights issue or it's a, whether you're killing a baby or not right. issue. Are there, are there places that both sides are making presuppositions where they dig in? <laughs> where is this, where is the debate happening? Oh, of course, seven. It, that's yeah. always how it is, right? Someone's yeah. functioning off of certain, let's call it philosophical assumptions. Right. Um, here's the thing. C.S. Lewis once said, um, the most dangerous ideas in a society are not the ones being argued for. They're the ones being assumed. Okay, yes. Because assumed ideas, right, brother, especially when undetected, can destroy a nation. Because when you assume something and it's the presuppositional foundation on which you're operating off of, mm -hmm. then you're not even aware of the kind of subconscious ideas you've absorbed, but that function as the philosophical foundation, right? Right. Of how you make sense of COVID shutdowns, of how right. you make sense of bodily autonomy, of how you make sense of uh, natural rights or political rights in a republic. All of these kind of debates that divide Americans come down to deeper premises. And I would add seven, something Cardinal Manning said brilliantly. Um, and I'm, I'm not a Catholic, by the way, I'm, I'm a Protestant, but um, I, I like to read widely. And Protestants need to read more Catholic writers and Catholics need to read more Protestant writers. Um, he said, all human conflict is ultimately theological. All human conflict is ultimately theological. You know, when we talk about these issues, seven, and then I'm gonna, I mean, I'm, then I'm gonna give you the very specific answer to your question that gets Please. your listeners Please. fired up with the tools to defend the, the unborn. But Please. we're trying to go a little bit higher first to understand what are we talking about when we talk about the right to life 
or natural rights. When we talk about natural rights, I want to, I want to go back on, look at that too. Have you talk about that too? Yeah. Go on. Yes. When we talk about political rights or all these political disagreements in our Republic seven, you know, we're, we're really talking about applied morality, applied morality, because isn't that what politics is? You're applying certain moral principles, <laughs> right? Every law imposes morality, bro. You know how people say you, you can't legislate morality. Dude, every law legislates morality. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Down to a debate over parking tickets. Right. Right? You're or right. you're you're really asking what is moral? What is okay, right or wrong to find someone for parking in the wrong place? So, when you're talking about politics, you're actually talking about applied morality. Um, when you're talking about applied morality, you're actually talking about moral principles writ large, right? Moral moral concepts which then get applied in practice, which then become the politics. When you're talking about morality writ large, you're actually talking about um, anthropology, right? What does it mean to be a, a human being, right? right? When you're talking about anthropology, you're really talking about um, uh, how we know things, right? Um, can we even know if there's true or false? <laughs> right. Right. right? Um, because the, the old Gnostics used to say, you know, there is objective truth. Um, but we can't know it. Okay. There is objective truth, but we're we're blinded by our sense perception. So that's epistemology, the study of knowledge right. and how we know things, right? So, and then when you're talking about epistemology, right? Ultimately, you're talking about theology. <laughs> right. Is 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 there an absolute truth? Is there a lawgiver? Why do we have this sense in our hearts as human beings, right? That hey, it would be wrong if I robbed Seven's house and took his crap. Why, why do we have these inward senses of right and wrong? Where did that come from? Um, wh why do we judge pedophiles more, um, more brutally or justly than we do someone who steals a pencil? Right. Why do we have that sense that, one, that some things are more evil than others? So what's my point? As you begin to zoom out on political debates, moral debates, right? Um, uh, epistemology, can we actually know things at all? And now finally you come out to, to, to theological principles that actually make sense of all of these concepts. And by the way, you want to know what? The religion that the vast majority of our founders in America believed in when they built this republic. So if you're not a Christian, hey, I'm not here to, to bang a Bible over your head. I'm here to say, come reason with me. Right. You, you enjoy these rights that were built by Christians. Right. Hey, if they were right about the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, which you hold so dear. Hey, do you think they could be right about other things? Right. So as Christians, of course, we believe human life is intrinsically valuable. Now, that's different, Seven, than instrumentally valuable. See, now I'm starting I'm starting to zoom back in. I'm starting to come back down to the, the to the root level with your question. Um, we don't believe human beings are only valuable based off of what they can do or what they can provide to others right? Or their utility, right? Utilitarianism, that goes hand in hand with communism. It ain't a good religion. Um, no, no, no. We believe that human beings are valuable, Seven, um, simply because they're human beings. <laughs> because right. we were created by God. And so there's the image of God. And, and uh, it, it says that God made us a speaking being, right? We're the only speaking beings, which is why if a, if a lion mauls a human being, we don't charge him in a court of law, do we, brother? Right, right. <laughs> but but I, you would get charged seven if you murdered me because right. we hold human beings accountable to a different way than we do animals because they have speech and they have rational thought. 
And then John 1, it says that the, the word became flesh, the logos became flesh, the logos, the logic, the divine logic of the universe. That logos, that creator, that God, he became a human being. We're image bearers of that creator. And so we have language and so we bear his image. There's something about being human that makes us more valuable than any other creature. And, and, and you know what? Even Christians, they acknowledge this, right? I know many atheists and deists and theists who don't believe that Jesus Christ predicted and pulled off his own resurrection and rose again. And yet they would, they're still with, with me, with you saying, but obviously a human being has more valuable than an elephant, a dog or a cat. But, but it's like, well, but why, if we're all just cosmic sludge and this whole thing was an accident, right, right, right. <laughs> then, then, then there is no moral or rational explanation for why I'm more valuable than my dog. Um, and so, because human beings are made in the image of God, their value, their right to life, their dignity, it's not based on what they can or cannot provide to the human's race. It's simply because they're human beings. So now let's go in a little a little closer. We're zooming back into your question. Um, so what is a human being? When do human beings begin? If we can agree with someone that human life is valuable simply because they're human beings. And there's something about being human that gives you these human rights that other species don't have. If we can agree on that, even with someone who's not a Christian, if we can agree on that, then what is a human being? And when did one begin? Because if there are objective human rights, let's say, well, let's quote our founders, seven, the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And then, right. and then property right. gets added in the constitution. If those are these natural rights, and what do we mean by natural rights? You asked that earlier. You said you wanted to come back to that. Natural rights um, mean that, that there are some objective rights that spring from our human nature that we have in virtue of being human, meaning that there are some rights that you have from the moment you become a human being, and no one can actually take that right from you. What was the word our founders used, Evan? Inalienable. Uh -huh. Inalienable. What does that mean? Endowed endowed with certain inalienable rights. Well, what does that mean? Someone endowed us with these rights, God. So therefore, right. no one can take them away and I can't give them up. Yeah, if you kill yourself through suicide, it doesn't mean you don't have a right to life. You can't give these rights up and other people can't take them from you. You have them in virtue of being a human being. Give me an example of one of these rights, Seth. Them. Give me What's an example that? one. Give me an example of one of these rights. Uh, the right to life. The right, right to liberty, <laughs> the right to the pursuit of happiness, to quote our founders, to, to quote the Declaration of Independence, right? That that um, that that it is. This is why, of course, we we have uh, capital punishment, right? This is why we we understood actually that that the death penalty was not taking someone's um, uh, dignity from them. It was actually advancing the recognition of the dignity of human life. That that what you did in taking someone's life in murdering an innocent human being, what you did is so heinous. It's so hard to put into words that, that what is just is that your life is taken too. But we understand that's very different, isn't it, Seven? That's very different than killing innocent human beings because some people- uh, their life I don't, I don't. That the, the, I'm afraid to ask you this because because you're I, God you're so good Seth by the way uh, no and, I, and thank I, you for peace I, and let I me love see, let disagreeing me, on on podcast go for it let, let me give uh, is he no Heidi I'm sorry he's not single no no he's got kids in the whole he's he's locked down but thank you for asking and um, happily so. <laughs> uh, so th there's two reasons why and this will touch on on why I'm still uh, pro choice too there's two reasons why I'm not down with capital punishment. 
I, I don't I don't want to make killers. And so to kill someone, you have to also make a killer. It's back to the it's back to the uh, um, and, and I really can't stand that. And then the other thing is, is I don't trust man, meaning man will make the wrong decision. If we allow if we allow if we support the killing of people, we'll kill the wrong people. It's bound to happen. Right. And so those those two things make it so um, I can't I just can't I can't get on board with intervening there. And, and I'll yeah. tell you, I'll tell you my problem with I, I really want to be uh, a pro-lifer. Here's the thing, just so you know where I'm stuck and maybe you'll unfuck me by the end. I know my audience would love it if you unfuck me is um, I agree with you on everything. It seems like that you say when I listen to you talk, except I don't want to put I don't want to put laws on women's body. And one of my because I've, I'm afraid it's a slippery slope. It sets precedent for the wrong thing because I don't do the injections for myself or my kids or anything. I don't do forced. I don't want anyone forcing me to take drugs. Interesting. So, so my wait, friend, so I want to make sure I understand your argument okay, because okay, I want to do yeah. it justice. Good. Please. Are, are, are you making a comparison between the laws that mandated the jab and the laws that mandate not killing the baby? as similar because they both compromise this concept of bodily autonomy. Yes. I like the way you worded that. That, that was good. How you wedged that. I in think, there. I think I made your argument better than you. <laughs> yes. Not, not just the, that those are just the, just as examples. Yes. Objective examples. Yes. Okay. Uh, th those are, I, I just don't want, I don't want the and slippery slope I'll, of anyone I'll ever telling you. Or I'll let you finish your thought. Cause I kind of interrupted you to make sure I understood. Yeah. There was one more, uh, uh, a piece, but I'll, but I'll come back to it. Go ahead. And yeah, so, so, so that's why the capital punishment, I can't do that either. Do you, do you do capital punishment? You believe in that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah. we should make capital punishment great again. And here's why seven, by the way, Okay. But, but, we, but by the way, you want to know how many like actual capital punishments we've carried out in the last decade, like people who were actually killed by the state. It's like two or three. Uh, we, we almost never the, carry out capital punishment anymore in America anyways. So there's a whole art, there's a whole, um, there's a whole debate there that I, that I think is very valuable and that we could have at length at another time. But let's okay. touch on it since, since okay. we brought it up and we should examine it. Um, Let me say what Carolyn wrote here real quick. Uh, Seth, uh, have you read Abraham, Joshua, Heschel, God in Search of Man, uh, Judaistic philosophy and the trunk root of our Christian tree? A worthy read. No, no I haven't, but I'm familiar with, with, uh, with this author. Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. So, um, you, so yeah, when we're talking about capital punishment, right? Um, there, the moral concept at work here is a couple concepts. One, justice. Um, secondly, the concept of incentives, right? Uh, so, let, let's think of a recent example, Seven. Um, well, firstly, let me ask you this: uh, Do you want more or less people killed by murderers in America? Do you want uh, more or less innocent people killed by murderers in America? Less. Okay, so we're on the same page. Obviously, I want less. I want less people just killed. Like, like, yeah. It, if by killed you mean like walking down the street and someone shoots you dead because they don't like the color right, of your but, hat? But yeah, I don't I, like what that. What I'm saying, what I'm saying, seven is 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 that you're you're a reasonable guy, and so you yeah. and I both understand the difference between. Um, <laughs> I don't like violence. Which, I don't like between, violence between you walking up to to someone. Yeah. And shooting them in the head for because yeah. you just kind of felt like it. And hey, humanism, right? There's no God. You're more valuable than a dog. You happen to piss me off. So I killed you. Right. You you and I understand the difference between that and get ready for this thought experiment and 
someone coming up to you while you're on a walk with your family yeah. with a knife and trying to kill your kids. Here's the thing, Seven. Yeah. I know I know you from a distance well enough It'd to be know dead. that you would not. Yeah, yeah exactly. Dead. You would not you would not hesitate to kill that guy. And would it be murder? No, it would not be murder. Now, if if you failed for whatever reason, for whatever reason, he, he, maybe he was stronger than you. Maybe he came with two buddies and he, he just overwhelmed you. I know you're a buddy right. guy, but I mean, right. hey, it happens. You know, you get I'm overwhelmed. old though. I'm fitty. I'm fitty. I'm fitty. <laughs> and, uh, and, and he kills your kid, right? Yeah. Um, here's what I want in that situation, Seven. I want that guy killed by the state. Um, so, so do, do we get less or more murder? And I'm saying murder, not killings, right? Cause I know you were kind of, you would say, I just want less killings in general. Sure. We all want that. I, I I'm used, I'm, I'm specifically discussing murder. I want less murder because murder is unjustified. Killings can be justified. We just, we just agreed with that. You're killing that guy would be justified. I'm talking about murder. I want less murder. So do you get more or less murder when you, when you, when you almost never carry out capital punishment and therefore communicate to the criminal public that, hey, if you murder people, highly unlikely that your life will be forfeit. Yeah, um, so I, I, law, I hear you. It's a mathematical equation. And if yeah, we can law, save more law, lives. Law is a teacher, right? Seven law right. teaches. Um, right. it, it's actually one of the most powerful teachers in America. And so what's, what's an example of this? Let me just prove my point and then I'll, I'll put, throw the ball back over to you. Um, when uh, they said defund the police um, and Kamala Harris tweeted out a fundraising link to actually raise the funds to pay the bail for the BLM Antifa rioters to get back onto the street. She did and that? Then you had, Oh yeah, yeah. And then you had you had um you had many uh, city governments, city localities, and um, county laws. Um, and there might have been some states that did this too. That 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 said, hey, if you if you steal, but it's less than one thousand dollars, yeah, you won't be prosecuted. Okay, so so here's the question. Ready, seven? I know you know where I'm going. Did we get less theft and rioting or more? I think black on black crime rose 34 <laughs> percent on average in the United States during the defund the police era. It, it was just we a tragedy. More. They suffered. Yeah, right. they suffered. We all, we all saw yes. the people Facebook yes. living, yes. robbing, yes. robbing uh, Nike sneakers and just. Running Dude, I live in California. I know exactly. I, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I saw it. I'm yeah. from California. So so that's my point. Law is a yeah. teacher. Right. So right. when we say, hey, if you murder someone, you're going to forfeit your own life. And then for decades, we have almost never carried that out. That teaches the public, oh, I can kind of get away with it. Like I got these great Democrat governor, these Democrat lawyers, this whole, you know, uh, you know, criminal injustice system that's very unjust. And right. I can. I mean, hey, my buddy murdered someone and, and then he actually got out and uh, or, or he has he has a cush life reading books and watching Netflix in jail. Um, if 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 you if you don't carry out capital punishment, you get more murder. So so I would. I, so and then I'm going to say something that might piss you off, but um, I, I would never attribute to you motives because I would have to see your heart to attribute to you motives. Mm. But I will attribute the consequence of ideas to you. I know that you don't believe seven. I, or I, I know you don't want more people murdered in America. Right. But when you don't support capital punishment and, and you support never killing murderers by the state, mm -hmm. you will get more innocent human beings murdered as a consequence of those ideas and of supporting the politicians and laws that, that, that try to decrease punishments and never actually institute capital punishment so i so i so it's there if i pissed you off i do no 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 it's very that. you know it, what's cool about you is you 
You don't just say stuff. I know how you think. You're looking at it. I I look at uh, most things the way you just said. I want to know, did the um, vaccine kill more people or help more people? Like, it matters to me that the average age of death of someone who died from COVID is 80. Like, like that's that's really important to me. I need to know the math. And and I agree well, remember, with you. For a while, it was it was higher than the than the median death age. Yeah, in, in Sweden America. it still is. In Sweden it still <laughs> it's is. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We had this yeah. doctor on. He goes, it's it's you can't even say that people died from COVID. You have to say they died with COVID because the average age of COVID deaths was two years higher than the average um, me, the the median of death. So That's I right. agree with yeah. you. But except except here. I have a little asterisk, Seth, because of those two other things that I'm that I'm still struggling with. Um, I don't want to make killers and I'm afraid the state could be wrong. But everywhere else, I would agree with you. Um, And I will grant to you there. We know of the cases sometimes of of incorrectly. um, What about the thing uh, of making killers? What about the thing of like when we send guys overseas to like kill people there we send 18 year old boys overseas and then they come back and they're killers i'm, I'm not saying it's wrong or right i, I don't because c- we do need to send people overseas sometimes to, to kick some ass um but but no one ever says that and that's the obvious right it's the same thing where they keep using this word abortion i, I try not even to use that word because it's killing so, babies you're killing so babies let's just say what it is yeah but, okay good good and we'll get to that um but th- we're, this is good because these are some of the moral concepts that undergird the whole conversation um <laughs> listen you're going to have killing period. So I, I, I hear you saying that you, 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 you don't want to make killers. You wish we had less killers. Yeah. Sorry, man. Either, either we're going to have um, more innocent people killed mm-hmm. significantly more. How, do you remember by the stats, by the way, of how many people were killed because of the BLM and Antifa rights in the mostly peaceful, somewhat fiery summer of 2020? Um, it was, I don't, but it was, it was insane. Yeah. Well, how about was, starting the police station on fire with police dozens. in there? Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. But January, if you were outside the Capitol Rotunda and you didn't walk in, you might have had the FBI visit your home. But if you burnt down a courthouse, Kamala Harris paid the funds to uh, to bail you out of prison. Um, so, OK, more than 19 people had died. Uh, Seven hundred and sixty million dollars damage to Ferguson. Just one city. Yeah. Only yeah, thirty right. million dollars done at the Capitol with no fire. Hey, that's if right. there's not fire, it's not a riot. Yeah, that's right. And and of course, you you know, the, the, the numbers seven about how many innocent people are killed about every seven days in Chicago. Yeah, um, it's nuts. That, right, that city right. alone. Sometimes it, it's gone over a dozen in a weekend. Right. On a Saturday. And Sunday. oh, there's a there. There was a New York Times article where it was like 90 on like a Labor Day weekend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, yeah. The, and the, the mayor there, Lori Lightfoot, I, I believe that woman. I'm not I'm not I'm not um, speaking hyperbolically. I believe she has demons in her. In the scripture seven, there's a man that Jesus encounters and he says, we are legion. I am legion for we are many. <laughs> so, so meaning like literally it was filled with demons. I think Lori Lightfoot is filled with demons. That woman is so wicked and evil. You can see. Have you guys ever noticed, by the way, that when you participate in evil for long enough, it starts to affect you physically? That you start to look ugly. Have you noticed this about progressives and humanists at UC Berkeley and, and pro-abortion advocates? Because I contend with these people a lot, Seven. Most of them are very ugly. And 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 I I I gotta say, evil will manifest itself in your life physically. And Lori Lightfoot is an example of that. Anyways, well, why do people? Why would you dye your hair purple or punch holes in your ears or your lips or your tongue? It's obviously some manifestation of 
of some dislike yeah. for yourself. So, Lori Lightfoot, she she hates the police. She's constantly defunding the police. She was a big leader in that whole movement to divert a lot of funds away from the police. And now her people in her city are suffering the consequences of that. Okay, so back to what mm -hmm. I was saying, Seven. You know how many innocent people are killed just in Chicago every seven days. Yeah. And then if you add San Francisco, Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Portland uh, even now, dude. Portland, Portland up 420%. Yeah. Right, all these Democrat-run enclaves, okay, that have been some, – some of them have been run by Democrats. Democrats for literally decades. I think Chicago, Baltimore, might, Philadelphia, might Baltimore, Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Good. So, so we, we understand the list we're talking about. Um, you're either going to have significantly more innocent people killed seven significantly more, or you're going to have significantly less murderers killed by the state, which sends a very strong message F around and find out. Um, so, so if, if, if we can agree seven, that that the killing is going to happen, period, especially because we've we've displaced Christianity in the republic. Very few people recognize the dignity of man because he's created in the image of God. And so so they don't so so they believe they shall be as gods, as Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, wrote, no gods and no masters. That's how she starts her first pen to paper writing in 1914 in New York City. Seven, no gods, no masters. So I'm my own God. I can do whatever the hell I want. That's the religion of humanism. OK, um, as we've displaced Christianity from from this republic, the religion of humanism has entered in and more chaos has ensued because of it. And, and the murder rate in America is one of many examples we could discuss of the result of displacing Christianity and replacing it with the religion of humanism. So if we can agree, Seven, that we're going to have killing, period, regardless, yeah. Yeah. Then, then do you want more innocent children killed or less murderers killed, yeah. which, which inevitably will result in less murders because even murderers are going to think twice. If, if, you, if every public school in this country, Seven, and I know you'll agree with this, if every public school in this country had five armed guards packing at every major entrance to the school and doing routes around the school. And then every public school in this country advertised <laughs> on the walls to the entrance of the school and publicly on social media, F around and find out. If, if, if every public school advertised to would-be school shooters, if you step onto this campus, you will be killed. Mm. Do you think more would-be school shooters would walk onto school campuses or less would-be school shooters would walk less, onto school campuses? Less, <laughs> it's just, less, it's less. such a duh, right? right? And by the way, I'll say this. Democrats know this. They're not all that stupid. They know this. But creating chaos allows them to accrue political power as a way to accrue emergency powers to allegedly solve the emergency, which they actually created through their bad ideas and policies. So, so that's why uh, that we should make uh, capital punishment great again, because you and I both want less innocent human beings killed. And anyone who still has two brain cells to rub together can admit that when you kill every murderer, meaning if you take life, your life is forfeit. Take innocent life. We all know what I'm talking about. Not killing somebody because you tried to kill your kid. If you do murder, then you will be killed by the state. The murder rate would start would start uh, plummeting in this country. And you and I could celebrate that so many more children will be alive because of because of killing, because of capital punishment. So, caller, hi. I don't know. This isn't a call-in show. You, but you're you seem. Like I know, Savon. I'm sorry, man. I just couldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> Seth. Seth. His name is Savon, not Seven. <laughs> Holy crap, oh. man! It's like eighteen times I just couldn't stand it anymore. So I just Seth, they're to, very loyal. They 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 don't I'm want you to call me Seven, Savon. but you can call me Seven. He's saying my name is Savon. Like it's a tough name right, to say. Thanks. 
Okay, thank you. <laughs> My goodness. No, I love that. I didn't so know he was going to say that. <laughs> uh, it's like it's like well, you, Sevan, and I, like, you and I both have uh, kids. We live busy lives. We didn't even get a chance to talk before the show. So no, uh, it's it's like se um, Sev on like um, just like Seven, but Sev on. But don't worry. You probably if, have a harder time than I do. P people, um, whenever I go like go get a coffee, you know, they're like, "What's the name?" I'm like, Seth, and they'll be like, Seth, no, <laughs> and they'll be like, Scott. The heck's wrong with you? Like, I do I have a lisp, Seth, but I imagine you've got to have a way more difficult time. <laughs> uh, um, isn't it interesting? It, it, there's this, there's this thing. Um, what, what do you think? I'm uh, sorry to make it about me, narcissistic fuck that I am, but what do you think this thing is that I'm, I'm, I'm hung up on? Um, like, you're what you're saying mathematically makes sense. Like, hey, Sevon, there's 10 people over here. You don't know them, and 10 people over here. Um, you can kill all of these 10, or you can kill this one. What do you want to do? Like, every time you ask me that, I'd be like, just kill the one. And I would mourn that person's death, but it would just be just kill the one. But for some reason, I don't, I, I don't want to make that uh, decision except, in this, in this situation. What if, yeah. what if the 10 mm -hmm. <laughs> – what if the 10 – were rapist murderers who had raped and murdered multiple women, and the one was a six-year-old, right? right? So, so that's right, why, right, that's right, why you right. can't and have then, these yeah. conversations without yeah. what applied morality, which yeah. is really a conversation about morality, which is really a conversation right. about epistemology. Can we even know things at all? Which is really a conversation about anthropology, right? Which is what does it mean to be a human being? Which ultimately yeah. you come back to theology. Um, who made us? And why do we have this inward compass within us that knows there are some things that are objectively true, objectively false, objectively beautiful, objectively ugly? Um, but you earlier made this comment about, and I, and I think I, you said I correctly described your position, so that's good. We're, we're, we're speaking each other's language, that, that uh, you, you support abortion for the same reason you oppose jab mandates, because yeah. you believe they both compromise bodily autonomy. So here's the question, uh, Savan. <laughs> uh, the question is this. Um, that was good. That's good that most of them you. can say it, I thank, promise thank you. you. That was good. very so good. So that caller, yeah. look, I, I got Very you, good, Seth. Savan. Um, here's the question. When did your bodily autonomy begin? Uh, phew, that's a good question. I don't know. Here's what I would say. Yeah. From the moment you became human, <laughs> isn't that right. a, sometimes the simplest answer? Isn't it really the best answer? Uh, so, well, so, let, so let me let me. But if I'm in my mom's ahead. stomach and she drinks a Coca Cola, and I don't, I wish she didn't drink the Coca Cola. I don't have, maybe I don't know the definition of autonomy, but I don't quite have bodily autonomy then, right? Here's an example. Yeah. Okay. Here, here's let's do applied please. morality again. Please, here's an example. Please. Yeah. Uh, Savon, have you ever heard of the drug thalidomide? Yeah. What a shit right. show. It an, yep. Yeah, it was an anti-nausea drug taken in the late 50s and early 60s. Hey, really great at getting rid of pregnant women's nausea. Right. Only problem was all these babies were born without any arms. Yeah. Okay. And we've all seen the pictures. And you can bring that up for your Google thalidomide babies. Um, so thalidomide is now illegal <laughs> for, for obvious reasons. Right. Um, and, uh, and you might see where I'm going with this. Um, so – um, let's my, my wife. Okay. We just had our third kid December 1st. So she just turned two months old. Um, my congratulations. Wife, uh, wow. That's not, awesome. Thank you. Not intractable nausea. There you go. There's a solid, my babies, but she, but she has pretty gnarly nausea. Okay. Yeah. My um, wife had that like, pretty I've good had for to a few take months. Her in, I've had to take her in for, for fluids multiple times because she was throwing up literally every meal. 
Wow. Um, so, so she doesn't get have to be on bed rest like some moms do. That's really gnarly. But it, but pregnancy is very rough for her. And and the the anti nausea drugs that are safe now and accepted as safe for the most part, diplegis and others, didn't do the job for her. It, it, she still was throwing everything up. So okay, let's say. My I'm surprised wife, she took those, by the way. Different conversation. Yeah, sure. Let's say my wife um, goes to her physician, um, her OB behind my back, and she she requests thalidomide. The physician says, well, are you kidding me? No. <laughs> well, firstly, it's illegal. Secondly, even if it was legal, I wouldn't give it to you. Don't you know what that does? My wife says, uh, of course, my wife listens to this. It's just a thought experiment, babe. Um, she goes, screw you. Um, and she goes and finds some anyways. She, she, she gets some thalidomide illegally. Um, she takes it. And five months later, our baby's born without any arms. Mm -hmm. uh, Savan, did she do anything wrong? Yes, absolutely. Why? Who are you? The uh, fetus has no right to her body right, anyways. Right. Her body, her choice. If she has the right to pay a physician to dismember her baby through abortion, Brother, stuff, I agree with then you she so much. certainly has the right to intentionally yes. harm the child in a way yes. that won't result in the child's death. Are you telling me it's worse to harm someone than to murder someone? I, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, uh, the, 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 I'm concerned about the slippery slope. What do you mean? The, the precedent it sets to put a law. So, uh, oh, this is what I was going to tell you. So one of my friends told me who was a, a pro-choice guy who just switched to pro-life. And he's, I'm like, hey, how'd you do that? Like, I want to flip. I just can't flip. What, what, you know, what, what drug do I need to take? And he goes, this is the thing, dude. Women, a woman's right. A woman has a right over her body. But when she accepts the penis to crest past her labia majora and ejaculate, then that's where she's given up her rights. Like, cause that, that choice then has consequences then thereafter. And that's, and, and then now it's the baby's rights. And I was like, wow, I like that. Like, like it's threading a needle, but, but it all makes sense. Right. Like, okay. uh, I, I like that. That's like the, that for me, that's here's, the best explanation I've ever heard because no, here, I just, here's an example. Okay. Yeah. Um, if, if you cause someone, Mm -hmm. to be dependent on you, mm -hmm. you cannot then remove that support. If you cause someone to come into existence right, fair. that requires you to continue surviving, you cannot then remove that support. Yeah, here's a, here's yeah a there's, that's the morality piece again, right? That's the morality? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, okay. See. Here, here, I don't know shit like, about morality, you, by the way. Like I'm just learning experiment? at 50. Say that again. Would you like a thought experiment? Please, yeah, let's do it. This is okay. so good, yeah. While you sleep in a hospital. Yeah. Um, a musician prankster plugs himself into you um, just for the thrill of doing it. <laughs> he takes precautions to avoid harming you. But in this case, the precautions fail. As you awake and move to detach yourself, a doctor says, stop. It turns out, Savan, uh, your kidneys were damaged by the prankster. And now you need his kidneys for nine months to survive. However, upon waking, the prankster who put you in this dependent situation uh -huh. decides you have no right to use his body without consent, and he detaches. You die. This is terribly unjust. The prankster engaged in an activity he knew would cause you to need his body, so his withholding support is outrageous. Okay. How about that? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. Um, so basically, you, uh, it, um, it, it's the, uh, it's the like the comment you said earlier. F around and find out. So you, you, if you're gonna have sex with, um, well, let me propose this to you. I came up with this crazy idea last night. Okay. And and I feel like any idea is um, just because what we're talking about is trying to figure out how to save babies' lives who are being killed, right? Yep. Yep. What if every time? God, I wish I could explain the logic of how I came up with this. What if that if um, so so well? I'll, I'll go back to what you're saying and try to get some clarity on this idea that I was going to propose. As I was about to say it, I'm like, man, this isn't going to come out right. So I, I'm going to edit that. Um, but you. So you're saying is is two people have sex, and at that point they know you you agree with my friend that then the responsibility is on them because they've now created something that's dependent on them for their existence. Let's put it this way. Yeah, I'm pro choice too. Yeah, you made that choice when you got in bed. Yeah, yeah. Here's another yeah. one for you. Okay. Savon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I, you can't I, force that a makes surgeon. sense to me. What? Yeah. Say it again. Here, you'll like this one. You can't yeah. force a surgeon to perform a surgery. Yeah. But once they're in the middle of it, they can't just stop and walk away, letting the person die. Uh, you can't force a daycare professional to show up at work. But once she's there, she can't just leave the children unattended because mm. she doesn't want to work anymore. Yep, That's child yep, abandonment. Yep, in both yep, cases, yep, yep. your actions have caused someone yep. to be dependent on you. So you are responsible for that dependent. Pregnancy is no different. The child has. I can't a be a right drunk Uber driver. I can't be a well, drunk Uber driver. Yeah. Well, here, here's here you go. Here's the conclusion for your listeners. Your child has a right to your body, female woman, yeah. because you made that child dependent on you. Now, let's get to rape in one second because that's the natural um, objection. But listen, the fetus actually has a right to the woman's body because the uterus is the only organ in a woman's body that is not there for the woman's body. It is explicitly and specifically there mm. for the care, maintenance, and development of a different human being. So the fetus wow. has a right to your body in a way that my children don't have a legal or natu natural right to my kidneys because my kidneys are created for the for the care and sustenance of my body. The uterus is the only organ in a woman's body that is there for someone else. L listen to what this person wrote. This is some crazy shit. Seven sexual perversions. God, I I I, I I'm a missionary guy. I told you that. I don't. I don't even touch the butthole. What are you guys talking about? My, well, this. <laughs> let's go on. Seven sexual perversions are the blind. I'm very loyal to my wife. Uh, I don't even. I don't even think I've told. I tell you, I don't even think about other girls. That's why I'm with her. But um, uh, seven sexual perversions are the blinders keeping him from trusting Christ. He knows he would have to forsake his belief about sex, so he suppresses the truth in unrighteousness. So Maybe I don't, you don't know you. I don't know you well <laughs> to, to, uh, to, to, to to discuss your sexual perversions. I'll tell you some of the crazy sexual we, shit we I do. Even, we don't. I used a condom other. last night. Is that? A, <laughs> I used a condom last night. That's pro that's probably somewhere like some sort of yeah, sexual the, perversion. The commenter is referring to a passage in the New Testament, I believe, in Romans that talks about how people uh, suppress the truth and unrighteousness that they know the truth deep down, 
Um, yeah. But but the acknowledgement of that truth it means living differently. It means that there there is a God, there is a law that we're supposed to live by, and yeah. and if you acknowledge that God, you acknowledge that objective uh, existence, then then uh, you can't continue living the selfish uh, lifestyle. Um, that, that you live. So it's, it's referring to a, yeah. a passage of the New Testament, which I, of course I agree with. Uh, we, we all do that to some extent. We all suppress the truth and unrighteousness. And this is why the message of the gospel is you're all screwed and going to hell because in the same way, Savan, that you and I want to see, well, maybe not, but I thought the same way we want to see rapist, multiple women murderers yeah. treated justly, God has to treat sin justly. Yeah, I want um, and, to see and, them treated justly. I want to see them so, treated justly. So that's justly. what that's what he's referring yeah. to. But I, I don't. But uh, um, but and so by the way, uh, according to the gospel, everyone who is who is not repented and believed in the gospel will burn in hell forever. Um, and, and and that sounds harsh, until you recognize that we have we all intrinsically have that same um, system of justice in us. Our hearts scream and cry for justice. We hate when we see. Um, evil that goes unpunished. Um, and so ultimately, at the end of the day, Christianity is the message that, that well, guess what? Your evil is as disturbing and offensive to God as the other people's sin that you want to see treated justly is offensive to you. Um, and so anyways. Uh, hey, but I mean, you, what's interesting about that, though, is that I believe that I don't know what the number is, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say 90 percent of the people who think they're doing good are actually doing bad. And so, well, I have no, I have no sense of where that percentage comes from, but I, well, but I just make it up. I'm an absolutist. So bear with me, but, but, but you sure. do agree with me that a lot of people think that they're doing good and screaming for what they think is evil when it's not evil. Right. Well, yeah. Isn't ideology a hell of a drug? So yeah, yeah. Um, it, yeah, it really is. Um, this is what Chesterton referred to someone you should, I'll send you something you should read by him. GK Chesterton. Um, by the way, uh, one of the only men in the early 20th century to recognize the evil of eugenics and be publicly criticizing, critiquing it, trying to wake people up. This is when Margaret Sanger, the founder of the American Birth Control League, later renamed Planned Parenthood, starts getting her beginning with all of these eugenics, the, the American Eugenics Society, and very, it's, by the way, eugenics means good in birth, good in birth, which means some people are bad in birth. So there's good genes and bad genes. So we need more of the good people and less of the bad people. And yes, that, that's what ultimately drove Hitler, Mussolini, Stalin, uh, and all of these mass murders was this this ideology of eugenics. Just, anyway, I just made this point as a point of interest to interest you. G.K. Chesterton is recognized to this day as one of the only major public figures to be to be blasting the eugenicists and and saying, guys, this is going to end in baby killing and child sacrifice. Um, and 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 you guys need to recognize where this is going. Um, he said he said about the eugenicists of the early 20th century. He said they combine a hardening of the heart with a sympathetic softening of the head. <laughs> Uh, but while their ideas might be stupid, they're just as dangerous. Um, and so G.K. Chesterton described kind of what you're getting at. He, he said that our modern world is the result of the uh, of the Christian virtues gone mad because they've been isolated from one another. So so what were we just talking about? We were talking about people who do good, um, people do who evil. Well, what inspired me to say that is you said uh, people want to – when people see evil, they scream up against it. They want to see it be fixed or, or justice brought to it. Uh-huh. But they and, think and, and that's good. that you're but, but in a way you're just describing all the libtards out there. Like that's right. what they – they think they're doing that. They think they're screaming up against evil. So back to epistemology. How can we know? Yeah. How can right. we know? Right. Hey – 
maybe maybe Seth is wrong and killing babies in the womb is reproductive health care. You know, hey, uh, hey, maybe G.K. Chesterton was wrong and 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 uh, and murdering the mentally and physically handicapped is actually a really good thing. Um, yeah. We should just round them up and kill them because there is no God. And so Darwin was right. Um, survival of the fittest might makes right. And this is the natural, by the way, this is the natural philosophical outpouring of humanism and of atheism. Um, ideas have consequences, bad ideas have victims. Um, and so to, to, to your point though, yes, don't so many people think they're doing great. These women who scream at me, right? Yeah. I was just in DC at the March for Life and we're, we're starting to release a lot of clips from that. I think you'll enjoy, right? You bigot, you chauvinist, right? You hate women, all these, all these vile things. And that, that, those were the more kind words. Um, they think they're speaking truth to power. <laughs> right they they think that that they're on the right side of history yeah they, they're they fucking nuts compare pro-life laws savant they compare pro that cnn has done this the view has done every mainstream uh activist media uh platform has done this they compare pro-life laws to jim crow laws Wow. because <laughs> they they say well pro-life laws disproportionately harm black women um, who obtained abortions at a higher rate, which I would say, yeah, which was Margaret Singer's goal, you disgusting right, right, <laughs> genesis. Right, um, right. Again, we can dive into that. And so and so, pro-lifers are actually the racists because black mothers – oops, I called them mothers. That means that there's a baby. Uh, black women uh, – black persons, sorry, persons with uteruses, um, <laughs> uh, they need abortion more than other people. Um, and so, and so, uh, it's pro-life laws that are, are, are actually the racist laws. And what's my point? These people really believe the crap they're selling. Yeah, uh, they so, do. They do. Oh, they do. Can we, can we even know, Savan? Can we even know? I mean, well, it's a dog eat dog world, right? Who, who knows what's objectively true? Here's, here's why I love you so much and why I'm so happy to have you on the show. I don't think that there's anyone, I don't think that there's any more noble profession and I love what I do. I love helping people like get off of sugar and like be healthy and be a, a role model for just a good, good fun life. But man, you are trying to save babies. And so it, I, I could be the most pro-choice fucking person out there and I would still have to respect you and love you. How could anyone who's pro-choice not still thank you? Because – like Seth Gruber, he hands you a business card. I try to save babies' lives. I mean, it's just like it's so obvious what you're doing. It's so it's well, so here's obvious, the, here's and thing. I would never have wanted to be aborted under any circumstance. Right? And Isn't I that the irony? And, and, right? and and I've asked my I've told my wife this too. If you got fucking raped, I would raise that kid like it was my own. There's no fucking way I'm participating in killing a baby. There is no way. Okay. Right? No, so it's so like – so I mean I, I – Why? It's, Why? Why would you not? Uh, Why would you personally not? Well, can if I – If you had to prove your pro-choice convictions yeah. by performing the abortions, would you? No. Why not? No, because I can't. I can't. I, I would. Uh, it would haunt me for the rest of my life. I don't want to – Why? Because what if they're – I don't want to have to answer to that. Answer to who? And I don't uh, – fuck if I know anyone, anything. I don't even believe in God, but I, there's no fucking way I'm doing that. So it's wrong. It, it's, you uh, wouldn't I, do it because it's wrong or because it's pers it's personally wrong for you, like like whether you want chocolate or, or vanilla ice cream. I'm a glutton for punish emotional punishment. Like I went and watched that video of you uh, that you posted of the babies, the aborted babies who are still alive. Oh, good for you. 
Yeah, and I and I even though I'm a ravenous carnivore, I make sure that I I I, I don't run away from like the PETA website where they show the, the uh, and I cry when they show the cows being dragged off and brutally abused. But I can't handle killing a baby. I don't want to. So it's a baby. I can't handle killing anything to tell you the truth, dude. No, I don't want to. I don't want to hold a, a fishing pole. Yeah, no, I get you, but it's a baby. Yeah, for a hundred percent, it's a baby. Okay. Yeah, so, I agree so with you what? on everything. It's the precedent. I don't want to set right. the precedent. All yes. of my anxiety comes around. I don't want them to be like, I, I'm a, so afraid of precedent. So why why is it wrong for you to do it, but okay for other women to, to do it? Um, there is a part, there is a part of me, uh, you, you know, I know you uh, quote scripture a lot. It, it, I'm a, a probably a Taoist at heart. Uh, trust people and they become trustworthy all problems must flourish before they come to an end. Um, when you stand up against evil, you make evil greater. You know, there's these ideas, you know, um, there's this part of me that sees that those things in motion, you know, that, that I, like that I more. see, I, I, I see those things in life happening. What precedents like when, are you worried about? Uh, the, the jab, right? So, so you, we go back to the point of like, Hey, if you um, if you can tell a woman uh, what she can and can't do with your, her body, and, and I know you said some very powerful things about the uterus, and we've talked about the once once they've the choice happens once you jump in bed with someone, but there's this point of um, if we allow if we if if we allow uh, if, if we make a law saying hey you can't get rid of something that's in your body, something. I'm not going to say a baby, something in your body. Then it also sets precedent that I can force your kids to take drugs if they want to ride the bus. So it seems, it seems like what we're talking about here, um, the, it seems like what we're talking about without talking about it, Savan, is, yeah, is the word cons cons consent. Because okay. you, you, you uh, believe that we should consent to get a jab and not be mandated to do it. Yeah, yeah. If you right. want to do it, do what you want. Like, do like. Similarly, yeah. You would say, yeah, that the mother should be able to consent, right? Because you're concerned about pro-life laws setting a precedent. You're you're concerned with mandating pro-life laws setting a precedent for mandating jab laws, whereas yeah. I see it the total opposite. Okay, tell me, tell me, <laughs> the other yes. way around. Because, well, that's because you because, you're con you're convinced that it's a baby in there, and so am I. But, uh, but that's so the part. Are you. Yeah, yeah exactly. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got did, me there so here, for sure. Did, did, did the baby consent? Right. Of course right. not. Now, now here's what. Here, let me tell you. I understand your position better than you. Okay. That, uh, that Matt Burns, that. the old libtard part of Sevi. Well, thank you for recognizing. <laughs> I love being recognized. Thank you for rec. Everyone loves being seen. Thank you. <laughs> here's here's what the the true um, the true pro-abortion yeah. activists would say, okay? Um, they would say the baby can't consent because they, they're not developed enough okay. to have a rational nature that can make sense of concepts like consent. They don't have any desires yet. They're not even self-aware yet. So it makes no difference to the baby. So, so what I'm doing is I'm actually, I'm actually giving the pro-choice argument for you because I'm starting to sense you don't believe this crap. Um, but, uh, but it seems you still support keeping abortion legal. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so I do, when, I do. When, and when, I do. When, and I, and I, I don't want to though. Consent, right. I can give you the arguments they use for why 
um, that's why it's okay to kill them because they can't consent. That I don't know if you want to go there or not, but but what I'm starting to recognize and point out here, brother, yeah. is that is that y- y- you are accepting premises whose conclude whose conclusion you refuse to accept. You're accepting. Oh, say premises. that again. That sounds good. Say that again. You're, Unravel my shit. Do it. You're accepting premises that require a certain conclusion that you reject. If 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 premise A yes in premise B are both true, valid, and correct, then the conclusion naturally follows. Um, I, I'm starting to sense, and I'm going to flesh out this comment right now that that you've already accepted premise A and B, and the conclusion must follow if the syllogism is true, valid, and correct. Um, but you, you, you're afraid of accepting the conclusion that must, that must inevitably be accepted. So yes. here's the, here's the syllogism, Savan. Um, uh, it's always wrong to intentionally kill innocent human beings. Right. Amen. Uh, for sure. It's always wrong to always, intentionally, always wrong. Yes, intentionally yes. kill yes. innocent yes. human yes. beings. Yes. Premise B. Yeah. Abortion intentionally kills an innocent human being. Yes. Yes. Conclusion. Therefore, abortion is morally wrong. Yes. And when I say morally wrong, I mean for all people at all times and in all places. Well, and, I don't I, and, mean, I, and my I don't morals mean is wrong in America, but okay in China because they're functioning off of a different morality. No, I no. mean objective morality that's true for all people at all times and in all places. So, so the only question, unless you're willing to, to kill yourself, sure, yeah. Like, the only questions we have yeah. to a- ask or answer, rather, Savant, yeah, yeah. Um, to, to determine whether that syllogism I've just offered is is true or false. Is um, uh, so uh, is premise two. Remember, premise two is abortion intentionally kills an innocent human being, and we could add without proper justification that there's no justification for it. Um, uh, is it a human being? Does abortion intentionally kill, and is it ever justified? Those would be the three questions you'd have to ask to determine if that premise two, tr- premise two, premise B. What was the last thing you said? Is the what justified? Is the what? That abortion intentionally kills an innocent human being without yeah. proper justification. Because what some pro-abortion people will say, Savan, is they will say, yes, abortion kills. Yeah. Yes, it's a human being that it kills. Yeah, that's where I'm at. And, and it doesn't matter. I'm still pro-choice because yeah. it's justified in certain um, moral No, context. I don't even believe in that. Here's, See, here's right. That's why I'm saying yes, you're, you're, yes. you're, you're, you're I'm close. your conclusion yeah, that you have yeah. to accept. But yeah. uh, we can talk about the arguments the pro-choicer makes to to try to defeat premise B if you want. Um, but I'll I'll defer to you. I, it's it's I, I'm I'm the the rape thing doesn't work for me. Like fuck you. Like if my mom was raped, I'd still want her to have me. Like I have no like that doesn't work for me. You, do you want the language for that? Oh please. Your value does not come from the circumstances of your conception. Thank you. Uh, yeah, beautiful. God, you're beautiful. So here are two photos of of ultrasounds. Yeah. Babies in the womb. One was conceived in rape and one wasn't. Which one was conceived in rape? Right. Oh, right. It, it clues it clues you into a self-evident truth that that it's a human being either way. So and oh, by the way, you, you want to know something? Um, pro-lifers have pro-lifers care more for that victim of rape than most pro-abortion people do. And this is interesting, Savan, because what, how do pro-abortion people try to use the rape objection? to pro-lifers. Here's how they try to use it. You disgusting human being. You would force a woman to have that baby conceived in rape. Let's say she's a 12-year-old who just got kicked out by her degenerate, drunken, rapist father. She's pregnant. And you as the pro-lifer, 
you're going to force her to have that baby? What kind of animal are you, right? It, it's usually used because the abortions that are performed in the case of rape, according to Planned Parenthood's own statistics, are less than 1% yeah. of the annual abortion rate. So they're appealing to this exception to justify all of the abortions, but they're using it to make pro-lifers look like moral monsters that were right. like disgusting. Here's where this gets very interesting. Most pro-abortion people are Democrats. Not all of them, but most of them are. Most pro-abortion people are progressives. It's really regressivism, but that's a podcast for another time. Um, they're and, and psychotic they're, they're, too. They're secularists. They're humanists. Most pro-abortion people support most of the other political priorities of the left wing in America, right? Most pro-abortion people are on the left. That's, that's what I'm saying. And right. they support most of the left wing priorities. What's one of the left wing priorities? Well, we talked about it earlier, didn't we, with Lori Lightfoot. Spring criminals from the clink, decrease right. their prison sentences and get them back on the street. I, right. do, I have not met, I don't think I've met a pro-abortion activist yet um, who thinks that rapists should receive capital punishment. I do, Savan. I, I, I believe that rapists, and I'm, again, I'm not speaking hyperbolically. I believe justice would be this. Rapists get their genitalia cut off. Mm -hmm. they, they either get castrated um, or um, they spend life in prison. I'd be willing to consider capital punishment, but at the very least, I would say castrated or life in prison. Um, Pro-abortion people don't support that. They don't support these life prison sentences for crimes. That, that's part of what being a political progressive means. And that political project goes back really hundreds of years, really, but really since the early 1900s with a lot of the Marxist left-wing activists who were pushing a lot of these priorities whose fruit we're kind of experiencing in its fullest extent right now. So if you want justice for the victim of rape, the woman who was brutally abused and raped, what does justice require? Punishment. <laughs> so I have more compassion because that rape argument is, is used to make pro-lifers look not compassionate. I have more compassion for the victim of rape than the pro-abortion person does. Firstly, because I don't think telling her to slaughter her child is going to help her in any way. Right. And secondly, because I support harsher penalties for the rapist yeah. than the pro-abortion person does. So it's it, so I'm just making the point that the very argument that's used to make pro-lifers look like unloving and not compassionate is actually the very argument right. that shows how unloving and uncompassionate the pro-abortion advocate is. Anyway, I, 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 I want to say one one thing on that. Uh, I don't I don't think um, I, I think that sexual energy is a, is a crazy powerful force on this planet. I don't even, I use sexual energy. I, we can call it whatever we want. And I don't think that it brings any peace or justice to the woman by killing the rapist or putting him away in jail for life. Matter of fact, I think it, there may be. It, it may hurt them even more. So or who? the woman who was raped, I don't think killing the rapist. I, if, if I was, if I was raped, I would not feel, I don't think I would feel better knowing that that person was killed for their, uh, for something that they did to me. I do not want to be a fucking part of killing period. All right, like then me, what about right, castration or life right. in prison? I, I don't know. I'm going to have to have you back on to talk about that. There, there is something more godly there that, that could, that has to be done. But, but what about this too, Seth? And, and I, this is the this is if you give a 12 year old girl if, an abortion who's pregnant. I wonder how many times they they give that. Here's the thing. I think most women who end up having abortions have psychological issues from it that no one prepared them for. I think that oh, you yeah. never I, I, I'm going to say something really uh, absurd here. I don't think any woman ever recovers from having an abortion. 
I think that they have an abortion and it haunts yeah. them the rest of their life till they fucking go to they get buried. Yeah. And that makes me so sad that no one's talking about that. There needs to be a clone yeah. of Seth that's like, hey. You're I, talking about one of the least addressed aspects. Of yeah, the, like, of hey, the, dude, I don't, I'm not going to tell you if it's right or wrong. I'm not going to I'm just telling you that this is going to be worse than being a former heroin addict. This is going to claw away at your psyche for well, the rest here, of your fucking life. life. Don't do it. Say it here's again. Why pro, here's why pro-lifers don't make that argument. I yeah. never, ever lead uh-huh. with the case or argument, Savan, that, um, hey, abortion is going to really harm you in the future. But I will get to that. The reason I never lead with it is because abortion is not wrong because it harms women. It's wrong because it kills an innocent human being, the baby, right. the real victim of the abortion. Right. Abortions are not performed on women. Savan, they're performed on babies, and the and the birth canal is in the way. Okay. The abortions are for babies. They're not for the mothers, um, right? <laughs> if it was your body, your choice, then why aren't you dead after every abortion? Right, right. Uh, it's right. because, right, we all understand there's another human being. But I, I, but please don't misunderstand me, Savon. I'm not saying that the conversation that you just brought up is unimportant. I'm just saying it's not the reason why we oppose abortion. But listen, if we're right that it's a human being, from the moment of conception and abortion intentionally kills that innocent human being. Wouldn't it make sense that you'd be a little left up? Wouldn't Dude, it make sense that you'd be pretty I, I don't up? even so, believe so women who say they're, they're not effed up from it. I don't even believe it, them. Oh, totally. It's, it's, it's called, it's called psychobabble. It's called psychological self-talk. It, they're trying to convince themselves so much that what they did was not wrong because Savant, the horror, the horror of accepting the reality that you paid a, a hitman to dismember your child oh, God. is too much for most people to handle, bro. And this is why, as, as a b- believer in the gospel of Jesus Christ, my message is there is no sin that will remove you from the grace of Jesus and the forgiveness bought for you on Calvary on the cross. That if King David could could sleep with a woman he saw showering and then murder that woman's husband, and he could be in the hall of faith and called a man after God's own heart, then there's hope for every post-abortive uh, man or woman, mother and father. But it would make sense, huh, if it's a human being, that you would be pretty screwed up. And we know and have the data, Savan, on what abortion does to women. There have been extensive studies that have examined the link between abortion and future mental health, preterm labor in subsequent pregnancies, and breast cancer. There have been oh, significant studies examining this, Savon. Yeah. Let me give you a little snippet because most pro-lifers um, don't talk about this, and, 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 I, and, I'm, and I can, and I'm prepared to do so. And, and here's why. It will expose the abortion industrial complex um, as money-hungry, demonic genociders who will just as quickly offer up the pregnant women as the babies on the altar of abortion access. They, they know this. The data I'm about to give you, Savan, they freaking know this. They know there's a very strong established link between having an abortion and breast cancer in the future. And yet you want to know one of who, who one of the name of Planned Parenthood's allies? 
The Susan G. Komen Society, <laughs> the big anti-breast. Can you talk about La La Land? Yes, where the I... where the hell is Alice? Where's the Cheshire Cat? Where's Humpty Dumpty? Like this is La La Land, bro. You've got the organization, I believe, responsible for more cases of breast cancer than any other common denominator in American history. Partnering with the organization trying to solve the very disease that Planned Parenthood is exacerbating. So these people know this, Savan, but 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 if they acknowledge this data, do you know what happens? They 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 become like anti-feminists. Yeah, and they, and they, their and, entire yes. credibility erupts. Their entire messaging of what? Healthcare. Isn't that the whole pitch, Savan? Yeah. Abortion yeah. is healthcare. Oh, yeah. wait. But you have you've done more damage to the health of women in America than probably any other industry we've seen in recent memory. How and bad are the numbers? How bad okay, are so, they? So here we go. Are you ready, bro? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, one in nine women in America will have to deal with breast cancer at some point in her life. Okay, that's established. You can find that data point in Susan G. Komen. Okay. Here's a comparison, by the way. This will rip your face off, bro. A study was released in 2003 called the uh, called uh, the Women's Health Initiative. I don't know if you remember this. I was, I'm younger than you. I'm 31. So in 2003, I was, I was a little whippersnapper. Um, so I've had to do my research on this because I'm not old enough to have remembered this happening. 2003, a study was released called the Women's Health Initiative that looked at the risk of postmenopausal hormone replacements. Uh, you, you aware of that? I remember okay, that, yeah. that, that, that swept through for a while. You remember that craze? Okay, yes, good. yes. Uh, it looked at the risk of postmenopausal <laughs> hormone replacement and its risks of causing cancer. The study found that the risk of breast cancer would be increased by eight cases per 10,000 women per year. Okay. It increased uh, eight cases per 10,000 women per year. If you took but, the hormonal supplements at, yeah. after menopause. Okay. Yes. But this tiny increase in study caused a national panic. Now, listen, for any, any of any less pro-abortion listeners tuning in on this, go Reuters, Washington Post, five Pinocchio, fact check me. Okay. Um, so what do you think, uh, in, in that, that, that caused a national panic, that little increase, right? What do you think an objective media would do, Savan, if they heard these following numbers? Okay. <laughs> an objective media would cause a national panic and outrage that makes the women's health initiative study look like child's play. And there would be riots and protests of pro-choice women outside every Planned Parenthood in America. For withholding this information because pro-choice savant means informed consent because you right. can't make a, a a true choice if you're not informed of all the information you need to make an educated choice that's why very, those people should appreciate very, you that's why i don't uh -huh, understand why right? they hate you they the should appreciate you consent yes that, that, that pro-choice women should want to feel yes. like autonomous individuals is the very information the pro-abortion industrial complex works overnight to hide and suppress to make sure the public never receives because then those women would get less abortions and their bottom line would be compromised so you ready for the data bro all yeah. right here we go between 1957 uh, between 1957 and 2018 <laughs> That's a long time, yeah? Between 1957 and 2018, there were 76 studies, 76, around the world that were published in peer-reviewed journals that evaluated the linkage between abortion and subsequent breast cancer. 60, 60 of the 76 studies showed a positive association between abortion and subsequent breast cancer. And more than half of those 60 having a statistical significance 
that met or exceeded the 95th percentile. Let me say that again. Half of the 60 that found a positive association um, had, had a statistical significance that met or exceeded the 95th percentile for the linkage between abortion and subsequent pre uh, uh, breast cancer. 24 of those 76 studies, the, the total I said, right, worldwide between 1957 and 2018, 24 of those 76 were done in the United States. And 19 of those showed a positive association. Now, the pro-abortion... Uh, what does that mean really quick? Is, are they saying that that 95% is 95% of the women who got cancer? Um, you could attribute it to... Yes, yes. The, the okay. connection is positive up to the 95th percentile. Okay, wow, crazy. Being, okay. Being, being a complete, yeah. being Which it could never word. be, which it could never right, be. Right, okay. right, right, right. Um, okay, now listen, the, the one, okay, there is one book <laughs> that the abortion industry points to to discredit what I just said. There's, there's this, there's this one book you, you hear it. I do this full time, bro. Okay. The, yeah. the pro-abortion activists, there's one book and argument they always make to try to make the statistical argument that what there is no link between right. abortion and subsequent and subsequent breast cancer. And that book was put together mm -hmm. by the national Academy of sciences, engineering, and medicine, NAS, the national Academy of sciences, pro-abortion group. The book is called The Safety and Quality of Abortion Care in America in, a, in the United States. The Safety and Quality of Abortion Care, right? The, the safety. They're making the argument that, 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 that there's no negative uh, implications that you'll experience in your future health after having had an abortion. This book completely denies any link between having abortions and negative health outcomes. 20%, there you go. 20% of the authors who review topics in the National Academy of Sciences have financial ties to the industries or entities or projects they are evaluating. Now, ready for this? Every freaking name who contributed to the safety and quality of abortion care oh, book that you're showing yep. your viewers right now yep. is connected to the abortion industry yep. or is an abortion trainer. They're training people how to do Okay, so... So this book is going to do they say that in the first page, by the way, do they do no, a disclaimer? Of course not. Of course not. Um, this book um, is is the book. Savant. Hey, I bet you it half of used. them have ties to Coca-Cola and the FDA, too. I bet <laughs> right, you. right, right. Yeah, yeah. Conversation for another time, but totally. Uh, this is the book that is used to to at every time this is this point is brought up by a pro-lifer like I'm bringing it up right now. This yeah. is the book that is used to say fact check Pinocchio uh, fake news false. No, no, no. This book has shown that's not true. OK, why did I just bring that book up? Because this book looked at the association <laughs> between having an abortion and subsequent breast cancer. I just gave you how many studies peer reviewed studies have been done all around the world and yeah. how many of them, what did I say? 60 of 76. That's right. Um, From 1957 to 2018. Yeah. Found a positive association. Now you ready? You ready? Yeah. The national Academy of sciences book that you just pulled up on your screen looked at three, <laughs> three of these total studies in their book to argue that there is no, there is no association actually Savon between abortion and breast cancer. And three came all three, are you ready, bro? All three came from those other 16 of the total 76 that did not find an association between right. abortion and breast cancer. So 60 of 76 found a positive association. They went to the 16, the minority that didn't find a positive association and selected all three 
that they used in their book to claim that there's no positive association. So you can shove the phrase, follow the science where the sun don't shine. You abortion industrial little demons. And so this everything I just said is summarized in this conclusion. And I think any pro-choice person who's intellectually honest with themselves has to agree with me. The abortion industry loves abortion so much because it's, it's this, here's a, here's, this is religious language, but I, I, you'll come home one day, Savan. Abortion is thank the, you, sacrament, thank you. The, the, the sacrament of the religion of secular humanism. And that, that's, a, that's a phrase that deserves a whole hour of unpacking. It's the sacrament of the religion of humanism. Because they care about it so much, bro, yeah. they will offer up anyone or anything onto the altar of abortion access. Anything that increases abortions, that helps them uh, make profit more off of abortions, mm. they will do, even if it means intentionally harming yeah. the very health care of the women that they say their of industry exists to serve. So of here's course. the last question. <clears throat> do you really think that the abortion activist academics at the tippity top of this complex are so stupid that they haven't looked at the data I just went through with you? No, they know it, they don't care. I'm making the case that these people don't just hate the pre-born, they hate the very women they say they exist. Of course, for. yes, they, they hate let the women, those yes. women have informed <laughs> consent to make true choices. What if every woman before she got an abortion was told what I just told you? Right. <laughs> Remember that national frenzy that happened with the hormone postmenopausal hormone replacement? Right. The numbers I just gave you are way greater. And, You're going to have and, physical and, and mental issues for the rest of your life if you have an abortion. Do you, like they don't yeah. tell you that probably. Yeah. And, and then I can give you more data on the increase based off of the age you were when you got the abortion if you're interested. But anyways, uh, we, if you want to, we can continue this conversation. But, but my point is they know. They know they're intentionally harming these women. They just don't care. Uh, uh, Sunil Matwani, uh, if Seth believes abortion is murder, should women who get them go to jail for committing this crime if you are in a state where abortion is illegal? Good question. question. I haven't gotten this one from a stage in a while. I used to get this one all the time. Um, so I'll firstly say this. Um, what is wrong with a law that says if you intentionally kill innocent human beings, you'll be prosecuted? You'll be charged with a crime. In principle, I don't think you or I have any problem with that law, um, Savon. Um, people start getting uncomfortable with the idea of putting women who got abortions into prison. Um, yeah, it makes I me uncomfortable for sure. I, I understand the yeah. gut reflex people have with make, with feeling comfortable with it because we live in this culture of death that's, that has normalized abortion for so long. Yeah. I'm asking, I'm asking yeah. a principled question. Right. Um, I'm asking – uh, is there anything wrong in principle with a law that says if you intentionally kill innocent human beings, um, you'll be prosecuted? No, no, there's not anything wrong in principle with that question. So really the question is this, are, 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 are we willing to carry our beliefs that we know are true and valid to their natural legal conclusion? Now, pause before your listeners lose their freaking minds. Um, no, they also, love you. They love me. Getting, they love seeing me get tortured. They, they are probably so excited you're here. They, they want me to be you to unfuck me. So well, I appreciate the time, man. This is yep. this is a good conversation. So, um, but I, I will say this: um, the pro life movement uh, many years ago took the strategy of going after the provider, the abortionist, rather than the user, 
um, the woman. And isn't it funny because the, the, now, by the way, I, I, like I said, I, I try not to assume motive. So that question, I, I don't know if that's a pro-lifer asking a really interesting question or if it's a pro-choice or trying to debunk me. I won't assume motive. I have gotten that question from radical pro-abortion activists and, and they're trying to, they're trying to prove that I'm inconsistent, right? Cause they're, cause what are they saying? They're saying if pro-lifers believed that the baby oh, is a person right. with the same rights as any toddler or adult, and then that that person in the womb is killed through abortion. Consistency requires the pro-lifer to throw every post-abortive woman in jail. Right. right? That that's what they're trying to and say. They're trying right? to do so, some emotional appeal there, even if it I, is. Even, but, that, what, but my point is, they're trying to show that I'll be inconsistent if I say. Because by the way, many pro-lifers will actually say no. They don't want to throw women who get abortions into prison. And then the pro and again, I, I, I'm saying in principle, I got no problem with that. But then the pro-choicer will say, um, I got you. Because if we were killing toddlers, if someone was killing toddlers, <laughs> you would require and expect the murder of the toddler to be thrown into prison. But you don't with the woman who paid the physician to kill her baby. You're totally inconsistent. My point is to say this. The same liberals who try to prove that I'm inconsistent with that, what, what, what strategy did they choose in the drug wars? Did they choose to go after the users who were breaking the law or the suppliers? Right. The suppliers, the liberal argument in the drug law, in the drug wars for years has been it's more effective for the goals we're aiming towards to go after the provider, the supplier, the, the, the drug uh, uh, trafficker, right. the drug trader, right. Right. than the user, even right. though the user is breaking the law. We understand that to defeat this behemoth, we're going to go after the provider. I'm saying decades ago. Whether it's right or wrong, I'm not really going to get into that right now, whether it's moral or immoral. I'm saying the pro-life movement chose the liberals strategy <laughs> in the drug wars and applied it to the abortion wars and went after the provider, the abortionist. Secondly, if you prosecute the woman who got the abortions, Yvonne, um, she cannot testify in court against the abortionist because she's being indicted as well. She's uh, being prosecuted as well. So uh, one of the legal strategies of the pro-life movement who is thinking strategically because we're trying to defeat what should be described as the Leviathan in America, the abortion industrial complex. So, Savan, did you know that Planned Parenthood is the is the most profitable um, and I best that from you. nonprofit in human history? It, Bezos' it hard, wife gave two hundred and fifty million. Two fifty or two seventy five. Two fifty or two seventy five. Yeah, uh, so that's over, crazy. Over over a quarter of a billion dollars, the largest single gift that organization has ever received. And how they still have their C three status is again a podcast for another hour long podcast. And it's look, I just lost they... a subscriber because of you. This show's over. <laughs> uh, well, I, I appreciate you. Man. Why would you, you unsubscribe? I don't even agree. I don't even agree with this guy. I'm except for I, I agree with everything except for one thing. I let the women kill the babies <laughs> if they want. I'm totally cool. <laughs> What are you doing? Come back. You're pro-life, man. You're pro-life. You come back. Um, and it's so, a fucking so, hard conversation to have, man. But like, yeah. if you can't talk about, uh, don't ever ejaculate again then if you can't talk about killing babies. Like, they're, 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 <laughs> Good for they're, you, man. Like, Go, go fuck you. yourself. Sorry. But, like, this is important conversation. This has to yeah, be had. Right. You cannot yeah, kill yeah, babies. So we just took, we, uh, oh, accidentally hit the button. Whoop. There you go, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you dickhead. Come back. <laughs> Stay with me. I know it so hurts. The, I know the, it hurts. A few pro, times I've wanted to cry. 
They go just ahead. took the same strategy is what I was saying, Savannah, is is they said to to go after these abortionists for malpractice uh, and yeah. for breaking the law a lot of the time, e- even, e- even breaking the laws when, when we still had Roe v. Wade. I'm saying like uh, many abortionists are breaking the law with health regulations and guidelines. Um, and certainly you got people like um, Kermit Gosnell, right, who in Philadelphia was holding babies who were born alive during botched abortions by the ankle and was snipping their spinal cords um, while they were writhing around expecting the wolf oh of mother's God. breasts. And by the way, you guys, you know, he's a, he has life. He's a life prison sentence. So, uh, but this was happening for, for, for doing for that, years. for doing that. He got a life prison sentence. Yeah. Go, go Google Kermit Gosnell, Philadelphia, Savan. There's a whole film and book on it. And, um, and, and he has and the same Kermit. name as the frog, Kermit, the, frog, yeah, the Kermit woke frog. Yeah. Poor Kermit he, got went. woke. look, just... even Wikipedia, Savan describes him as a serial killer. He killed multiple women. And look at that convicted of the murders of three infants who were born alive during the abortion procedure. See, so um, and, and by the way, so here's the question: Do you think he's the only outlier where this happens? I no, think so no. I have a friend no. that you that you should uh, uh, maybe have on the podcast sometime just to tell her story. Her name's Melissa Odin. Um, I'm an honorary board member for her organization, and today, in a few what's minutes, what's her name? What's her name? Melissa Odin. Uh-huh. Um, Odin spelled O H D E N. In a, in a few minutes, Savon, my podcast episode today will be my hour and 10 minute interview with Melissa Odin in Washington, DC during the March for Life. Melissa Odin in the 70s, late 70s, survived a saline infused abortion. Her body soaked in saline salt solution for three or four days and she survived the procedure. Uh, That abortion, that type of procedure, Savan was later made illegal, but it was legal at one point. You would literally inject saline salt solution into the mother's abdomen, into the amniotic sac that would burn the baby up alive in the womb. uh, And then they'd be delivered dead. Uh, Gianna Jessen is another abortion survivor who survived a saline infused abortion. But Melissa Odin um, found this out at 14 years old, found her voice, um, became a pro-life advocate and founded the Abortion Survivors Network. It's the only organization of its kind. It, it finds and connects men and women around America and the world, Savant, who survived the, the abortion attempt on their life in the womb. Yeah, I got to interview that. That's some fucking crazy were stuff. born alive. And now... So here's what my friend Melissa will say, Savon. How could the act that nearly took my life simultaneously be my fundamental right to exercise? <sighs> so as she would say, when did my women's rights begin? When did my bodily autonomy begin? And some of these survivors in her network, Savon, have missing limbs or they have cerebral palsy. Yeah. Why? Because of the failed abortion attempt. Now, right. most abortion survivors don't have missing limbs. Most people think they all would. Actually, most abortion survivors don't have missing limbs. Some of them have the physical results of the failed abortion attempt. Um, but many of them, you would not know if you saw them. But imagine finding out as a teenager, Savan, just imagine, try to put, get, listeners, try to put your place, because this is the least discussed portion of the abortion wars, is the, is the babies who survived the abortions. Try to put yourself in this experience. You, you survived a failed abortion. This is Melissa's story. I'm giving you Melissa's story. Your grandmother forced your mom to have an abortion. The abortion failed. Then your grandmother told your mother that the baby was killed. And then she told the nurses to take the baby away so that Melissa's mom never knew that Melissa was born and survived the failed abortion. Oh, then, shit. Then what Melissa, happened to her? Did she go to an adoption? Then Melissa gets adopted. I'll, you, again, I'll, I'll give her your, her, you her contact info. You can have her on sometimes. She gets adopted. And then she doesn't find out until 14 years old 
um, that she survived a failed abortion. She was a feminist. She was pro-choice. She thought that you had to support abortion. Now imagine yeah. the mental state of just realizing you support abortion. You, you've been told that's what you should do for women's rights. And yeah. then you just learned you're only here. You're only here talking, existing, yeah. and supporting abortion because the very act you champion nearly took your life. Right. Now imagine living in under an administration, the Biden administration, and in, and in a country that forces Americans to, to fund the act that nearly took your life with their tax dollars up to the tune of, of half a billion dollars a year. And that's just through the federal government, not to mention all the state entities and reimbursements through Medicare and Medicaid. Um, and, and then to watch states move to enshrine abortion protections through point of birth now that Roe v. Wade gets overturned. What is what is that communicating to a an adult who survived an abortion? You should be dead. Yeah, I wish you were dead. Yeah, I wish you were dead. Um, your your so life maybe, is an accident. So babies, go babies, go babies kill yourself. Do survive abortions. Babies do survive abortions, um, and and no one talks about it. So that's another question for the pro choicer, right? If we're if we're having this moral debate and argument, is 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 what happened to Melissa wrong? Yeah, fuck yeah. But but if but if yeah. pro, see you're already pro life yeah. you just don't know. You just need to come the full way and say that we should have federal laws that ban abortion in all 50 states. Why? Because human beings have a right to life simply because they're human beings and that human be being began at the I moment. don't understand how the constitution allows abortion either. I, it I, doesn't. I, it doesn't. We're just I, not I, appropriately I, applying the protections that the preborn already have in the constitution. But I'm not taking no va I'm not putting any vaccine in my kid either and if you oh, make me I'll fucking put a bullet by, in your by head. By the way, you want to connect yeah. those two issues, bro? Um, yeah. that's the aborted baby vax, dude. Every every mRNA experimental thing um was developed with aborted baby cell lines and now now I yeah. can see your YouTube YouTube stream pulled. I, I I hope you're recording this. Um no, uh, it's okay. They they for some reason they let me go. I'm good. They, they, they've all. I got kicked this. off I'm, of Instagram, but I'm, for I'm, YouTube's I'm not loving like me. conspiracy theory. Like, <laughs> I, I know you're not. Every, every provider or, or manufacturer of of the, it's it's not a it's not a VAX because it's it doesn't right. prevent right. infection or transmission. Of course, it's effect. not. And, and 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 Rochelle Walensky at the CDC finally admitted that a few months ago. <laughs> yes. Um, but um, every single one was 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 tested with aborted baby cell lines. So I, 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 whether I actually don't care about the efficacy conversation right now, I do. I talk about that a lot, but for this purposes, I don't care about the efficacy conversation. I just want to say, I'm not going to raid the bodies of murdered babies in order to advance my own health. Um, I'm, I have to go to the skate park, <laughs> um, in, in Sunnyvale, California. Now uh, I want to, I want to share this with you. Um, I know you know this already. There's there's those of us who were born like your friend Melissa, where it takes us a while to come around. Please have compassion for us. We were we were raised with um, not how to think, but we were given ideas, right. and the ideas were presented in a way that um, were very compelling. Hey, you have to stand up for women, right? And so I just ask you to uh, keep uh, being patient, uh, keep fighting the amazing fight you're doing, uh, Seth. There Thanks, is. Sir. There is nothing more noble that I've ever – I've had 700 guests on this show, and I cannot think of anything more wow. noble than trying to save babies' lives. It is truly uh, – um, One day, I mean, a, Savan, you yeah. may look – you may meet a child, and I hope in heaven when you're there with us, and you may, you may, you may meet a child on this earth or in the next um, who will walk up to you. We don't know the impact 
of our conversations, you might meet someone right. one day, Savan, who will say, um, I, I chose life for my child and here he is um, because you had the courage to expose the deeds of darkness that I was not aware of and to expose this evil that we're up against. Um, I, I may, and I hope, I hope and pray I will meet children one day um, at a speaking event who come up to me and they'll guarantee and they'll say 20 years ago, um, you gave a message at a church and my mother had an abortion scheduled and she yeah. didn't choose that abortion. Um, that adds a whole other human aspect to this conversation, doesn't it? Right. That, that the pro aborts never want to have. So let me finish with this so you can go skate. Um, I don't skate, parenthood. by the way. I sit there. I just sit there oh, and there like, good go. job. Nice. How much good, do good I owe job. you? Watch <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. Good for you, man. Um, Planned Parenthood has always known, Savan, that yeah. human life begins at conception. And they used to refer to the baby as a baby and call abortion killing. And I'm I about saw to that in that book. It's on your yeah, Instagram. I'm about, it's I'm great. about to prove it yes. to you right now. But yes. just as a reminder that that we're not dealing with people who the the, the, the high pontiffs of humanism, the, the the tippity top, the echelon, the leaders. These people are not just like honestly confused brethren who just need to be like like you're saying, like be right. gentle with us. Like I'm yeah. saying, the people at the echelon are not those people. They know it's a human being. And they don't care. Uh, they want to kill human beings. So I have one on my Instagram where Planned Parenthood. God, it's so hard for me to that, accept that, that. That human life begins at the moment of conception, right? Okay. Here's another one my team's about to publish, but I'll give you a sneak peek now. We haven't put yes. it on my Instagram yet. This is a book from Planned Parenthood called Plan Your Children for Health and Happiness. Um, and of course, it's a black baby because they had to try to diffuse the criticisms they were getting in the 50s, uh, 40s, 50s, and 60s that they were racist and using birth control to control the black population so they didn't have too many kids. Um, and and so here's- Still going on today, that, by the way. Still going on today. Yeah. Well, we can talk about that another time if you want. I, I can give you Please. a whole history of, the, of this stuff. Here's a line right here, okay? And I, I know you can't read it, but we're going to post on my social media. I'm just showing you and your listeners. I have the scan from this Planned Parenthood booklet. Um, and, here's, here, and here's where, here's the back of it. This pamphlet distributed by Planned Parenthood Federation of America, New York, Madison Avenue, every child a wanted child. So, so I'm just saying this is, this is all legit. And here's a line they put in this 1963 booklet. Um, an abortion kills the life of a baby after it has already begun. It is dangerous to your life and health. It may make you sterile so that when you want to have a child, you cannot have it. So what did Planned Parenthood just tell you that they knew in 1963? They knew the two things that they will go to the grave denying are true today. You want to know the two things more than anything else? And we'll end with this, Yvonne. The two things more than anything else the abortion industrial complex is not allowed to say and will deny is true to their grave that it's a baby, that it's a person, it's a baby, it's a little human being. And secondly that it's actually really dangerous for the moms. And I yeah, just gave you the yeah. data. We just went through some yeah. of that data. It's yeah. actually really dangerous for the mom. And what we're, you're not allowed to say that today. That's why the whole National Academy of Sciences book was written, was to say there is no negative health outcome for you after an abortion. And they were writing in their own pamphleteers and booklets in 63, Savan, that they knew both of those things to be true. It ends the life of a baby after it has already begun. And it's actually really dangerous for you, mom. So what does that tell you about the type of enemy and evil that we're actually up against? I right. my case. Uh, Seth, you, I would love to, I, I, I would love to uh, call you a friend, brother. I will call you a friend, brother. <laughs> thank you. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for hanging in there. I know it's a morning show. I do want to say that Seth Gruber does bring this conversation with a lot of positive energy and love. And, uh, and it, it's a tough one to have, uh, but you know, I like to e explore all these things on the show. Um, Seth, uh, 
talk to you soon, buddy. I have you. It was a mistake that you texted me this morning, and now I have your phone number. I'll probably bug you for the next twenty years. <laughs> no, it's all good. You guys can follow me at Seth Gruber official on Instagram, but you got to type the whole username. And then when you tap to follow me, Instagram will say, are you sure you want to? Yes. That's dangerous misinformation. <laughs> so you've got to type in Seth Gruber official, the whole stinking username. And then my podcast is unaborted. And with your permission, Savan, I might cross post this actually. This was a good conversation. Thank Alrighty. you, brother. Thank Alrighty. you. Go enjoy your children. Cheers. Thank you. You too. Thanks for tuning into the show today, guys. I hope you enjoyed that episode and long-form conversation with Savan of the Savan Podcast. Uh, hey, why don't you guys send Savan a little encouraging note? Uh, thank him for his uh, willingness to have people like me on and uh, encourage him in his journey towards becoming fully pro-life and remind him how much God loves him and we'd love to see him um, recognize the source of these rights that he shares, that he loves and shares in common with us, the source being the creator and the divine logos of the universe, God himself. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in to the show today. Give the podcast uh, and YouTube channel a rating and review. Let us know what you think. We really appreciate it. it. Believe it or not, it drives it up the charts. More people see the show, respond positively to it. We really appreciate it. Share this episode with a pro-life friend or a pro-choice friend and say, check out this rare dialogue between a pro-lifer and a pro-choicer. If you want to join the White Rose Resistance and help us rebuild the White Rose Resistance for this generation, again, our silent but far more deadly holocaust of abortion. Go to thewhiterose.life, thewhiterose.life. And if you join at $35 a month, you'll have access to our live digital White Rose Circle once a month with me and over 100 people from all around the world and the country getting equipped and engaged at the local level. And we make that exclusively available for our donors. We really appreciate your support. Until next week, I'm Seth Gruber, and this is Unaborted. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.